Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. Joining me, as always, on Sunday evening to recap this Falcons game is former Falcons fullback, Ovi Mahaley. Unfortunately, we have a 28-23 loss to talk about. The Falcons lost on the road to the Tennessee Titans and now sit at 4-4 four and four in uh, through eight weeks of play. But Ovi... You know, this this was not what we expected uh, when we no. talked last week and, and celebrated a Tampa win. I mean, how are you feeling after uh, after kind of a just a bummer of a loss, dude? Yeah, uh, positive always left the building. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's just at a certain point, we got to figure out a way to win games. And when we beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which were was a very good team, and we do so after having so many mistakes, and we're still winning. I'm just thinking if we can clean up our stuff up. Yeah. The Titans should be no problem. If we're out there, you know, beating the Bucks after, you know, fumbling the ball, turnovers all over here, all here and there. I just didn't expect for this to go this way because Arthur Smith coming back home, uh, having a chance to show that, hey, you know, I left, I'm coming back to conquer. That narrative didn't, didn't occur. Um, I, I had an interesting, similar-ish type of situation when I was with uh Steve McNair and the Baltimore Ravens and mm. the Titans said, Hey, you're not good enough, Steve. And Steve came back and we were down three touchdowns. And after a, an amazing Ray Lewis and Steve McNair halftime uh, speech, you know, this guy over Haley scored the first touchdown in the third quarter to start our big rally to end up winning. And, you know, we carried Steve off the field like, Hey, you know, you know, forget <laughs> you guys. You know, we said other words and forget you guys, but, uh, it was a chance for Arthur to, to go and get his rocks off. And, and it didn't happen and didn't happen in, a very, uh, you know, interesting way. Yeah, I mean, it it was all kind of fun and games. It felt like leading up to the the game throughout the week, both coaches going back and forth. Um, you know, Arthur Smith talking about vests in the lead up to the game. Mike Vrabel talking about mustaches. Your typical coach, uh, coach banter. But yeah, I mean, this this was a missed opportunity for Arthur Smith getting a win back in Tennessee. Uh, I keep wanting to call them the Houston Oilers because their uniforms yeah. looked so freaking great. Good, great today. uniforms. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it Warren Moon. I just felt it. Oh my gosh, I, Air McNair. I called my wife in uh, at one point just to you know she. I'm the football person in the household. I try to talk to her as much as I can. She just bless her heart. Like he I has, think if anything, he I'm here. turning her off to the sport because <laughs> I just am throwing everything at her, and she's oh, like, "Dude, you talk so freaking much, man. Can you just shut up?" But yeah. called her in to look at the uniforms and her first comment was like, oh, so they they basically just look like Ole Miss. And when she said that, I was like, wow, yeah, you know, you got a little bit of a point there. They look exactly like Ole Miss's powder blue, which I'm not complaining about because those uniforms are great. I think powder oh, yeah. blue and, and red like it's a little buffalo kind of going on there. Just anytime you get yeah. that like sky blue with a with a nice little royal red, it it works. So. No complaints like about uh, about Tennessee's uniform situation. A few complaints about Atlanta's uh, overall deal, mostly in the first half today. A few complaints about the broadcast as well, but uh, we can probably gloss over that for the, uh, the sake of time. And we are going to get into all of the action from today's game. And most importantly, we're going to start off with uh, the quarterback situation that's going on in Atlanta because... You know, I think a lot of people 
could have anticipated that at some point this season we would be talking about a a quarterback controversy. Hopefully that wasn't going to be the case, but it is. So we're going to dive into all of that. But first, the last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week and Bet Online is your top spot for all the NBA action this season. With Major League Baseball postseason, the NFL and college football, plus the NHL already in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. But get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every single sport, anytime. Head to BetOnline today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Ovi, who is going to be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons moving forward? What do you mean, William? What are you talking about? Derek Ritter. Desmond Ritter had a concussion. (laughs) And out of uh, abundance of caution, Arthur Smith felt the right thing to do for Desmond Ritter was to keep him on the sideline because his health comes first. Nothing to do with performance, nothing to do with the fact that this is a perfect chance to see what Taylor Heineke gets or can do. Um, no, uh, this, this was the perfect chance for Arthur Smith to do what everyone's been yelling at him to do under the cover of, you know, I'm just looking out for my guy. I, I just want Desmond <laughs> to be okay. I'm not interested in what Heineke could do. And unfortunately, or fortunately, um, Heineke did what everyone thought he could do, which is to give us an average to an above average uh presence at quarterback to give us somebody who had that veteran leadership that made throw. he had some zip to the ball too was confident with his throws yep. it was kind of a refreshing to see and you know to be fair Ritter has shown us flashes of that but right. you know to be consistent at that level um like the whole second half who knows what would happen if Van Jefferson didn't drop that ball fourth and one and I, I really yeah. watching the call I, I really think that you know you got Algier and you got Bijan, like, why wouldn't you? It's one yard. Why wouldn't you run it? Yeah, but I'm not going to question um, the play call. That, like, I mean, the, the ball was, it I mean, hit him true, literally right true. in the hands. Like, just caps the true, ball. True, the true. play call isn't the issue. It's, that wasn't the play call. But, but still, um, it was fun watching Heineke. I think everyone <laughs> was just holding their breath to see what was going to happen. It was kind of similar to what, like, the Titans fan were, were doing when they were watching a, a non uh, Ryan Tannehill quarterback, Will Levis, out there just doing it. Like, I think some crazy stat, like, what, Ryan Tannehill's had, like, Two touchdowns, three touchdowns, like the whole season, and this guy had three or four like in one game. You're you're just like, why did it take so long to move over to Will? And, and you know, there's some fat, fat Falcons fans that are saying, why did we take so long to to give Heineke a chance? And the answer is simple. Same reason we stuck with, stuck with Marcus Mariota for so long last year because some of these players are soft. Will I'll, I'll tell you the truth, they're, they're soft, and, and their little egos will be bruised if you take them out too early. And they're wondering, am I the guy? People like me. Am I good enough? This coach is going to give me a chance, and and because they want to treat everyone baby gloves because they're worried about their 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 psyche and their mental whatever. You want to give Ritter every chance he can. Uh, you you can give him, and you feel like you know just kind of playing you know, mismatch and picture pages and moving them in and out. My, it wouldn't hurt Heineke because he's backup quarterback. Hey, come in there, do his thing, come out, come in. But Ritter, he might wonder. And I really think that he mentally will, will handle it better than Marcus Mariota. He's not going like, to like. I don't think he's going to quit the team. Yeah. Probably he's not going to quit the team if you if you don't start him. Uh, but uh, I, I guess they're afraid of something because Heineke looked good. And 
man, it's going to be interesting how long that concussion protocol lasts. Like, it might be a, a three, four season long concussion protocol. You know what, Desmond? Let's just, you stay here in a little plastic bubble wrap and make sure you're okay. And let's see what Heineken can do. Cause it is not, uh, I think it is, I 100% know in some of the games we lost, if Heineken would have been the quarterback, we would have won those. And that's why Falcons fans have been so irate, so just on edge. Like, I feel like it's deja vu. This is Marcus Mariota. Uh, please call in Ritter. Or now we have Desert Ritter. Please call in Heineke. Well, if we get Heineke, I mean, he's not old, but, you know, is he going to be a franchise quarterback for us? Is he going to take us to the Super Bowl? With our defense or run game, maybe. Um, so it's it's a lot of questions and, and not enough answers. First off, I, I don't want to let it I don't want to let it slide the fact that you just said maybe <laughs> Taylor Heineke takes the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I I mean I'm I'm saying with our defense I, I and with yeah. our running game, Still. it's been amazing. <laughs> if you take the, the best of the best, Desmond Ritter has not been able to give us consistent quarterback play. Though again, the flashes are there. It does sound funny, but here, the Trent Dilfers, the Joe Flacco, yeah, I mean, you've had guys, yeah. you know, Nick Foles, who you don't have to be all world beaters, and Heideke is not that, but what we've seen in at the Commanders and what we saw in a very, very short window uh, was consistency and veteran leadership and uh, just confident with where he was throwing the ball, how he was throwing the ball. It, it looked like somebody who knew that he belonged in the NFL, and Ritter knows too, but at times, he looks scared. I have I've always lumped Taylor Heineke in with like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Gardner Minshew or these quarterbacks who are probably backups, career backups, but yeah. they are certainly, you know, Jacoby Bursett, very similar. Geno oh, yeah. Smith, like a long time in, in his, like these guys who have the makeup have that kind of fortitude to be a backup quarterback because you do have to have kind of the right mental makeup, I think, to be a backup quarterback. Because to your point, Desmond Ritter has has improved the last couple of weeks. I don't I don't want to just throw all of that out. But no, I his, don't. I don't. But Desmond Ritter's best moments, like Taylor Heineke just came off of the bench and just did that cold. Fire. Like right? I, every every good moment where Desmond Ritter Fire. has a 15-yard dig route that he just like, rips ooh. in there and you're like, there it is. There it is, Desmond. You can do that. Taylor Heineke came out and like on his third play was just Cold. like five-step drop, boom, fit it in there and like triple coverage, let's go. Like keep it moving. And that is very notable, right? Let's look at uh, just a couple of stats that that the Falcons kind of had on today, if you look at just Desmond Ritter's overall production, right, the eight of twelve is is fine, but seventy one yards. That's indicative of, you know, somebody who's maybe taking what the the defense is giving him. Which I will admit, at the start of the season, that's what I was asking Desmond Ritter to do. Right, is just yeah. take some of those easy completions. But Taylor Heineke is a is a big game hunter, right? He yeah. and that's what this offense needs. That is what yep. a lot of those quarterbacks that I just mentioned. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill have in common. These guys are big game hunters. They're not going to necessarily finish with 74% completions, but they are going to get chunk plays when it is there to be had. And I just don't feel as though Desmond Ritter at his best moments, he's been doing that. He just has not been doing that consistently enough. Now, 
you get helped a little bit by the 52-yard catch and run that Daryl Hodge had. That wasn't necessarily like anything Taylor Anakey like just created by himself, but the offense certainly responded in the second half once he was under center. And I just don't think that that can necessarily be discounted. Now, the big question is, what do the Falcons do from here? Because after the game, Arthur Smith pretty much ducked every single question that could be asked. And it was, I mean, it's hilarious reading through the transcripts um, of the post-game press conference questions because it's literally like, hey guys, we're going to check with the doctors on Monday. We're going to see what, you know, how he's doing. Kind of like what you just said, right? You expect this to be the longest concussion protocol in NFL history. The The next question to that and what I was about to respond to you with was he, he was cleared. He was cleared to return to this game. Like he's not in the concussion protocol. He was cleared. And Arthur Smith, like, again, sidestep that question. So their their <laughs> like their non-answers to me are kind of answers enough and i think that you yeah. were, hit the nail on the head where this Woo! this kind of gave them the cover to go ahead and make this change if they want to it's just i didn't expect coming into sunday that this is what we were going to be talking about Ovi. at all at all and, and um again it's it's a uh, ray loose since all the time, and it, it was it was scary when he said but he'd yell, he go, "It's a man's game! It's a man's <laughs> game! Ain't no little boys out here! Ain't little boy, am I gonna care your feelings? Am I gonna care your your mental? It's a man's game! You a man up, Jackson Ritter? It's a man's game. If Taylor Heineke can outplay you, then he can outplay you. You better win your job back in practice. I actually personally, I mentioned it before. I don't think we should be wrapping these little baby quarterbacks up in, in bubble wrap and, and treating them with baby gloves and, and like we do with Marcus Merida, oh, we don't want to pull him out, pull him in oh, because his psyche, whatever. No, you have a bad game. You have two bad games and someone's outplaying you. Almost any other position, offensive lineman, running back, wide receiver. Yeah, you're a starter. Yeah, we pay a lot of money for you. Or yeah, you're, you're, you're the guy we're putting up there. But if you can't perform and the guy behind you is performing, outperforming you in practice, and you're like, you know what? Not even practice sake, not even outperforming you. You're just not performing. And you're like, at this point, just, just doing your job would be more than enough. You switch them. Why are we not doing that at the quarterback position? Why are we not doing the quarterback position? We're so, we're so concerned about these guys' psyche. Ritter put, started for four years in, in college. He's a smart guy, stable guy. I feel like he's someone you can do it with. And if Heineke doesn't work out, you put Ritter in, he's not going to be like, you guys didn't pick me and you pushed <laughs> me out. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm good. I don't think he's going to be that. But I do think it'll fire him up. Yeah. And if he's not already fired up, because he feels the heat. He knows Heineke's there. And now he sees that, dang, this guy might be better than me. I need to up my game. I would love, love. And there's like a 1% chance it happens for Arthur Smith to say, you know what? Heineke, you're up. Ritter. Uh, you're number two. It would be earth shattering uh, for this Falcons locker room. Be, and the Falcons what, what kind of message base. do you think it sends in the locker room? Is that is that well, accountability in action? It, it's we want to win. I mean, this, it's, the message we didn't send last year okay, with Marcus Mariota fumbling and stumbling around. I, that's it. Just it was so confused because I mentioned this before. After seeing that, it's hard to think that. You know, unless Ritter comes out with like two like you know arms cut off, like you're not going to put Heineke in because it seems like they will just ride with their guy for so long. 
But I would hope that he learned from that mistake, that yeah. obvious mistake. Ritter should have gotten all of his experience and made all his mistakes last year. He shouldn't have had just four games to to get ready to go and be our starting quarterback. He should have had much more time. So I I, I don't think they will. I, I would love if they could, but I think the right thing to do, just for me, Ovi Mahela's pers- uh, perspective, would be to start Taylor Heineke, say, hey, Des Ritter, he may be out of concussion protocol, but over abundance of, of caution, we want to give him one more week to just really relax and kind of go through the motions and make sure he's there because, you know, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. We saw the Panthers kind of do something similar with Bryce Young earlier this year where he really struggled the first couple of weeks and then had an injury and they kind of used that as a little bit of a, a cover to be like, hey, we're yep. going to sit him for this week and kind of get his mind right. And, you know, since then he's responded a little bit and bounced back. You know, it's just to your point, the, the Desmond Ritter of it all, I I don't think he's going to necessarily go in, you know, down the the tube with this like i they kept showing him on the sideline it, it looked like he was very engaged with the game and still kind of doing his part but we're going to learn a lot about desmond ritter in, in kind of the coming weeks the way that he responds to this the way that he kind of bounces back and also the the team overall right but there is no doubt in my mind i mean even before he left this game and, and before the offense was really kind of inept uh for the entirety of the first half, there was one drive where the Falcons really looked like they were about to get something going, right? They picked up a, a third down, got a nice first down. The next play, they pick up another chunk play. Then I think they go again um, and get another big play through the air. And then Desmond Ritter fumbles, right? And it's yeah. it's just one of those where you, you hate to see it because you want to start feeling better and give credit to him for getting the drive going. Right. Like we were leaning. He had his leaning in. Everyone was leaning because you're right. Like there's a drive or a couple drives where Ritter looked like good Desmond Ritter. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, can can this, it's all about, can you be consistently good? I can't be like, Oh, I made a good block this uh, quarter. Oh, I made two good blocks this quarter. No, I have to be relied upon that when over Mahaley is in front of Michael Turner or anybody else, Jerry store, you know, Jason, whoever, I'm going to make my block 100% of the time. Like, I'm going to, you know, block this defensive t- end that's curling, linebacker blitzing, corner cat. They have to trust me that I'm going to do that 99% of the time. There's always flukes that happen. But the reason that I went to the Pro Bowl was all pro because I was consistently good. I played at a high level. I was consistently great. And Des Ritter needs to – It's it's – we're so starved for excellence that we're like, who, who, he, he completed the pass. Who, he did it three times through. Who, he had a good drive. That's – Basic, <laughs> average quarterback play things that we should not be going crazy about. But uh, with Ritter, we want him to win so bad. We all want him to, to succeed mm-hmm. that we're just like, he did three good drives. Like, what about the rest of them? They were average. The rest of them were average. One was poor. He's got to get r- good fast if we really want to live up to over Mahaley's prediction of playoffs and a playoff win. Ritter needs to, to get get better at being consistent because because the man's got got greatness in him. He's got to pull it out and let it be something that he lives in. Yeah, the playoff plus package uh, in jeopardy Ooh. a little bit there for in you jeopardy. over. But uh, it wasn't last week. Last week we were we were dancing, which is we why I wanna I want to try to be a little bit mindful of that in in our reaction to this. Right, it, this is yeah. one game, but it's. It's the reason why the Washington game was at the time we were freaking out about it because 
now these are like two of these games, right? You didn't play yep. very well today, but this was a very winnable game, right? Very you still winnable. made it a one score game. You still have the ball with a chance to take the lead late. If Van Jefferson holds on to it, you keep that Come drive on, alive. Who knows? Come on. Right. So in the NFL, the Falcons have done a good job. I, I say in the NFL, like, Am I going to be like in Major League Baseball? The Falcons have done a great job. No, um, so that was <laughs> yeah, right. the the curling The curling portion of the Atlanta Falcons organization rock solid. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They like they've done a very good job of making these close games. However, that's kind of now becoming an issue for me against teams that you should be beating, right? These are your peers that you're playing. When you're playing the Panthers, when you're playing Washington, when you're playing Tennessee, when you're playing Chicago and Indianapolis, like, what are we talking about? This is not Buffalo. This is not Kansas City. This is not Dallas. This is not like Miami. No. And you're you're in these scratch and claw games. I just I'm just waiting for one game where everything kind of clicks. We've seen the defense clicking every game except for this one. We did not see them put together their best performance today. Uh, I'm willing to give them a pass, but are you concerned that any kind of flaw has been exposed at all with kind of their secondary and the way that Will Levis and this kind of Titans offense was able to touch them up a little bit? I mean, Richie Grant got, you know, got on a double move one time, AJ, I think it was AJ. um, Yeah. He got held and got spun around. And, you know, so some of those things are, you know, the, the, the one, two percent of the fluky fluke things that typically don't happen. It haven't happened for our defense. It was, uh, I think, Brian Baldinger. I, I love his breakdowns, Baldy's breakdown. Mm-hmm. I love what he just does with the Falcons. And he was just talking about, you know, our, our defense. I think it was, what was it? Uh, Nate Landman? Is that uh, how yeah. you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, Landman. And I, I realized why he's so great. He's a, uh, a fellow African, you know, from, from a South, uh, yeah. somewhere in Africa. Uh, oh, uh, he's man. Probably, yeah, South Africa maybe, but he's a fellow African. Zimbabwe, and, uh, you know, is he Zimbabwe, maybe Ghana, Kenya. He said something. I yeah. don't know what it is, but keep talking. Know, I'll these, look these, it up. <laughs> these nameless linebackers who we've been saying have been playing so good without Zimbabwe. Like, yeah, the, yeah, perfect. Without all all the uh, hooting, hollering, and all the fame and the glass and glim shine and whatever, they're just guys. They're they're blue collar, hardworking guys, mm-hmm. and they are running. They are hitting. They are getting. They're leading the teams in tackles and everything. Game and yeah, maybe the diehard Falcons fans only, but but the average Falcons fans, the average football fan has no idea who these guys are. They can walk in Kroger, <laughs> shop, and get their you know oranges, apples, and and people, hey, how you doing? And they're not going to ask for autographs. Most people, yeah, diehards, of course. But these guys have been doing amazing job. The defense as a whole have been doing an amazing job. I feel still very strongly about our defense being you know the best defense we've had in a very long time and being more than good enough for us to go to the playoffs and win a game. It's just, we had everything that can go wrong, went wrong. Uh, we, we, you know, we still had some great, um, 
uh, uh, pressure. We had some great sacks, great stuffs. Defense played great. It's just those big plays. Mm-hmm. And Will Will Levis, he's getting all the love, but some of those things he threw up. Some of those <laughs> balls he just threw up and said, please, Jesus. And DeAndre Hopkins said, I got you. I'm going to you know, answer God's <laughs> prayer. Answer your prayer. So we just – defense is not dead. We, we, we didn't, you know – Go ten steps back. We did a step back, but I still feel very strong about our defense. I hope we we get healthy in the right places because we're a good D and we're just gonna get better. It was really the explosive plays that that just hurt Atlanta's defense in this game, and it's ironic because going into this matchup, that's exactly the way I thought Atlanta would win this game. I kind of expected it to be just like it it all played out. I just thought Atlanta would hit like three or four of yeah. those explosive plays. They don't necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Drake was hurt after catching kind of one of those like fun, athletic, yeah. explosive plays that he, you know, has a tendency to catch. But it, it just it was one of those situations where Atlanta has gotten away a little bit in the secondary with some players who have been open, who may have dropped a pass or like a pass interference that's, where that's they they decide to just tackle the receiver <laughs> instead of that's allowing a, a touchdown. And today they were connecting it. And even they, they got lucky on the Chiga Conklu like drop that was wide open and he, he just dropped it. So I'm not saying that Atlanta's defensive numbers are fraudulent is a very harsh term (laughs) to to use there. They're not like they, they've played great defense. It just means maybe they are a little inflated because of some of the missed opportunities. And I just feel like on Sunday we saw a team and, and a rookie quarterback connect on pretty much all of those opportunities they put up there and in a game where Atlanta's offense just couldn't get anything outside of a young way coup field goal for the first three quarters like right that that's that gonna lose a game yeah I mean it's it, the, the Falcons just continue to have different issues crop up each week and I know there's a sizable portion of Atlanta's fan base that continues to to point the finger at Arthur Smith and his staff me personally, like I still think that what they bring to the table creatively and in terms of the game plan each week, I, I'm still behind this coaching staff. Like I still think that they have a, a chance to be very good if if everything can can line up correctly. But at the end of the day, like you're the the people in charge of making sure these right. issues don't crop up and and pop up each right. each Sunday, and they continue to. And so, yeah, it can be something different each week, but like it's your job to make sure there aren't any issues throughout the week, right? So prepare for everything. Um, one thing that you can't prepare for though, Ovi, and and one area where I'm willing to give the defense, uh, again, a bigger benefit of the doubt is the injuries, right? Grady Jarrett yeah. left with a knee injury. He was ruled out um, and didn't return. We saw LaCale London, who was his fill-in, also left the game with a knee injury. He did come back. Um, but there were, I mean, a number of injuries. Drake London also left the game. With a groin injury, Clayus Campbell hurt his finger, um, according to the broadcast, came back uh, as well. Cade Nellis left the game temporarily and came back. So for a team that has been really healthy all season long, I mean, nobody on the injury report, it's concerning to see these injuries pop up. You know, have you been a part of games like this where you do have a number of significant injuries? And what is kind of that next week like? Are those guys off getting getting all the the trainer help and they're getting rehabilitated and so then you're out on the practice field without a number of of key starters and you look around and you're like all right this week in practice is going to be different and weird can you walk me through just what's that like depends on a couple key things uh depends on uh 
where you are at the season. Depends on uh, if you guys have a chance to keep on winning uh, and, and go to the playoffs. Uh, or, or are you guys trying to tank and, and you know, you want to kind of let your guys kind of just, you know, nurse their injuries and <laughs> get where they need to get to at their own time. Uh, also depends on, uh, is the player uh, a big time veteran who knows how to do his thing and can yeah. do one day of practice to show up or, or is he a, a rookie who really needs to see a bunch of looks. So a lot, a lot of variables, but more often than not, uh, at least, Playing with the Ravens when when any of those big guys got hurt, geez, uh, with Ray or Peter Bowyer or you know uh, Ed Reed or you know th- they had amazing work ethics, but still they were just like you know <laughs> watch film, walk through some stuff because it was just so ingrained in them. They didn't have to pra- practice. There's a cheetah stretch, you know, you go out there and just do your thing. Right? <laughs> cheetahs don't stretch. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm a whole lion. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a beast. And I was like, hey, he, he is. But uh, I've also seen younger guys in playing with the Falcons where they got pushed through it. You know, I don't be personally uh, in, in Atlanta. I was usually the only fullback active. So there wasn't no open <laughs> game. I, I could not get hurt. It was so crazy because like I, <laughs> I come to the sideline running back. My running back coach would say after I like, uh, twisted my knee or hurt this or whatever, he's like, I don't want to hear about Ovi. I said, Coach, he said, I don't want to hear about it. You are the only fullback active. You are going to go back out there. <laughs> I said, at least get me off on the special team. I said, you see me limping. He's like, I don't know. Talk talk special teams, Coach, but I, you only fullback active. Said, they couldn't go like 12 personnel for you? Like, what's up, man? I mean, like 21 I, personnel only. <laughs> here's the weird thing. Like, whenever I got hurt, I had some of my best games because I was trying to overcompensate it for it. Mm. And because I was doing that, I would over overcompensate for it. So I hit the guy even harder than I thought I had to because I felt like I couldn't get that burst in my ankle, my knee. So I, I think with the Falcons, all their injuries, they're going to, um, you know, still uh, Arthur Smith's workmanlike mentality. I don't think he's going to let guys sit unless it's something that's really, really bad. He's wants the guys to get back in there, watch the film. Especially after this loss, again, let's fl- uh, watch the film, flush this, and get ready to work. Let's put in the yeah. work. Let's watch. Let's let's go there and get the reps and and, and get a W because you got to get this bad taste out your mouth. This this loss, especially a loss that should have been a, a win, it, it can't turn into a snowball of L's, a bunch of losses to where we're just like, what's going on? We're out of control. No, <laughs> fix this. Get it right. Let's get a win. Yeah, it's a great it's a great um, mindset I think to have, right? Because especially considering the position that the Falcons find themselves in right now after this loss, we mentioned the loss uh, in Week Six against Washington. Those yep. are two where you're just going to look back, I think, at the end of the year. And fortunately, today this is in the AFC, so it's good. It's not as bad, right? And you're still two and zero in the division. So Atlanta, even though the Saints won today. Atlanta is still ahead of them in the tiebreak because they're two and zero. The Saints are one and one in the division. Not like that's going to mean anything, you know. Come week uh, eighteen, when they've played ten more games, but right now you still are sitting pretty. But you just can't continue to have these losses against teams that, on paper, you're at least as good as and maybe better, right? And so as we look ahead here. They've got the Minnesota Vikings at home. They're three and one at home this season. Winning their home games is a big priority for this Atlanta Falcons team. On top of that, Kirk Cousins looks like he's done for the year. Unfortunately, with yeah. Achilles injury, I know my wife was very excited. Uh, this was the one game on the 
schedule that she like circled because of the quarterback Aww. show on Netflix. She just fell in love yeah, with Kirk Cousins and was like, I can I wear a Kirk Cousins jersey to that game? I was like, probably <laughs> probably not. You can't do that. Your but wife asked uh, <laughs> I mean, I like Kirk. She's yeah, I, I do too. Like I'm into a human interest story. Who's not? So it's oh, yeah. unfortunate to see him go down. But you know, it, like Will Levis just threw four touchdowns against this defense. So it's it's kind of one of those that? where you can't even sit Ooh. here and say, all right, well that makes the road that much easier for Atlanta. But it should. Backups can't beat us. Oh, wait, they can. They certainly can. And uh, so you've got the Vikings. Then you're on the road against Arizona. Then you got the bye week. And I, I think a lot of people after last week's win, you looked at these next three games and you said, OK, they could win four in a row and head into the bye week. That doesn't happen with this loss. You do still have a chance to to win two games heading into the bye, finish on kind of a good note for your first half of the season. But then you come back and you got the Saints twice. You again have oh, Tampa Bay and Carolina. You've got the New York Jets who are very frisky this year for some reason. Very. The, dude, the New York Giants had negative nine passing yards today. It was Saquon Barkley ran the ball 38 times. <laughs> I, what happened? So their quarterback got hurt and then the quarterback got hurt. Uh, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't watch that game. I was watching the Falcons yeah. game. I just saw the box score, but that's wild and the Jets defense is remains Crazy. good. Um, so all of this is to say that Atlanta needs to figure out its issues and not rely on any of the teams remaining on their schedule just to be like rollover wins. Like they are going to be in a dogfight the rest of the way out, even though we sat here and looked at the Falcon schedule and said it's the easiest remaining schedule in the league. We did say that, didn't we? Yeah, we, we we went and just put our foot in our mouths and said, oh, it's the easiest I mean, stacked, statistically, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it's the it, easiest it, it remaining is, schedule. Is, but don't count out the Falcons on falconing. Uh, Ease is relative. Trivia. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but fal- falconing is going to be like in the, uh, the, the, the books, the little urban dictionary, because we will grab – defeat out of the jaws of victory more times than not. How many times a year, last year, the year before, where it's like, we can't lose this. There's no way we can lose this. And we're setting records for like comebacks from other teams. It's so bad. (laughs) The 2020 season is the all-timer for that. But yeah, it feels like every year. We've gotten much better from the 2020 and 21. It's it's, even last year, the the Mariota... I love our D coordinator. I think Arthur Smith is great. People who are bat- ragging on our, our coaching staff, no, they're, are, leave the coach staff alone. They're 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 cooking. They're I, doing I mean, some good I stuff. Think, yeah, I think they do good stuff. Like it's just the product yeah, is what we want. But I like exactly. We we can do better. Um, it's you know, Terry Fontenot's giving us people now. We used to have the worst talent level in the whole league. Yeah, he's giving us guys like Darren Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. So so. We we do need and trade deadline. We haven't talked about the trade deadline. Uh, no, we haven't. Yeah, Montez Sweat. You want to real quick? I mean, what what would yeah, that I mean? mean? I, Montez Sweat would be great, yeah. but I really want a, another wide receiver. How about Scotty's been great? Uh, uh, Scotty uh, Miller, two hotties. Yeah, Scotty Miller um, has, has been great for us. Uh, he didn't start, start disagree start a little bit there, but uh, well, he had well, a good I mean, game. Today. I've seen some big catches from him. Mm-hmm. He's had some big catches, and so. Right now, you have Drake and you have, you know, Mac and Cardell Hodge. And, you know, Scotty, what I've seen, some of the highlights, he's been a plus rather than a negative for us. I want another receiver. I want one more great receiver, but I don't know if we need that or we need offensive linemen. The defensive end, 
I don't feel like we're hurting on defensive end, but it's never a bad thing to get another monster. It's on the, the one on the spot. Side. It's the one spot on a team, maybe outside of the secondary and maybe receiver where depth isn't just an insurance policy, but it's also a benefit because depth yeah. on your defensive line gets used in games. You cycle True. in players and rotate there and you can have a hockey, a hockey line. I don't know why I just said it like I was from the Northeast, um, but, but you can, you can use your seventh, defensive lineman in a game for 24 snaps, you know, and, and yeah. that's just not really going to happen with an offensive lineman. So that's true. where I think that's if you, true. if you're going to make a move, you can add depth and also bring him in your upside. <laughs> we made the decision. Sold. All right, bring him in. Sold. It's done. It's done. It's happened. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, of done, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Ovi, any final thoughts on uh, a 28 to 23 loss on the road? Don't let it happen again, man. I, I, I don't like this foolishness. Losing against mediocre teams it means that we're a mediocre team. We're less than. Uh, so I, I just want the Falcons to get their stuff together. Uh, my my uh, my dreams of seeing Heineke play one more game. I want to see, can he do it for, from beginning to end? Can he do it? I would love that to happen. I would love them to create something for Raider to where he doesn't feel bad or they're not like dogging him. Oh, his concussion stuff came back up. He, he fell off the bed. <laughs> You think they should do what Tennessee did and and just bring in Desmond Ritter for three plays and then bring in Taylor Heineke for one play to fumble the snap and then bring Desmond Ritter back? (laughs) Don't do that. But I would love to see Heineke for a full game. I I know he's not like Tom Brady, but after seeing what he did that half, it's it's normal to want to see more. To want to see how someone like that could operate with a full four quarters under his belt. Now it's not going to happen. It's like a 1% chance, but it would be nice. And if, when it doesn't happen, I want Ritter to, to realize that there is somebody wanting to take his job and willing to take his job. And it might be more, more qualified to take his job. And he needs to step it up once again, just like he did when he lost those two games, he stepped it up. We're like, oh, okay. All right. Let's yeah. calm, all, calm down on the desert Ritter sucks conversation. He needs to have one of those performances, like from beginning to end, not just give us like a quarter and a half of greatness. He needs to give us like, Four quarters of, hey, I'm starting quarterback, end of story. That's we'll true. See. Yeah, the, I mean, the way that Desmond Ritter responds, if if he's put in a position to respond and they don't end up ultimately going with Taylor Heineke, uh, that is going to be a huge piece of the puzzle about Desmond Ritter's long-term um, you know, chances, I think, of being Atlanta's quarterback. Because if he proves to have that resiliency of being able to be soft-benched, if that's the right term, <laughs> like, I guess... Then, then that does mean something to me. But you're right. They, whoever it is, they need four full quarters of excellent quarterback play moving forward because that's what it takes in the NFL. But yep. Ovi, every single week we get four amazing quarters of podcasting out of you. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me. As always, today's show uh, was presented by Bet Online. That will do it for us today. Stay tuned. Another podcast coming on this feed. Bright and early Thursday morning. Um, but until then, everybody, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E. AV on YouTube.